It's our 111st episode, and you know what that means. The following podcast contains spoilers for The Way Back. You have been warned! What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. God, has it felt like a long time since it I've done that. It has been a that. long time. It's been a long time. Your your boy was on vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your boy was on staycation watching staycation. your house. <laughs> Not even staycation, because you were still working, but you were yeah. watching my house. Um, but yeah, it has been a while, you know. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to r- rush back into it, so. How's the beach? Was it good? I mean, I hate the beach, so Absolutely. Uh, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the beach was bad. There was a pool there. I also hate public pools, but this one was okay because it wasn't super crowded. Okay. Um, yes, kill that person who loves public <laughs> pools. Yes. Dr. Doctor uh, Son Steve Brule, Dr. Son Dr. Steve Brule, whatever mm-hmm. his, his uh, Instagram name is. I forget what it is. He uh, enjoyed the pool but did not enjoy the, the ocean. Uh, but yeah, it was it was good. How how was your little time? Well, it sounds at like my he's, place? he's rearing up to actually be your son. Holy crap! Yes, yes. Uh, mine mine was good. Peanut was a doll. Uh, mm-hmm. Milkshake warmed up to me super fast. Did yeah. not expect that. Me neither. So, needless to say, your animals absolutely loved me, and I loved them. And I love staying in your house watching all these freaking movies. I pretty much <laughs> I tried to watch one a day, if not more. I mm-hmm. at first like two days I watched like what's, a lot. What's the count you got? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten total. Ooh. Which I mean, it's not bad. And yeah. then of course I, I like watched the way working, back just watch today. More. Yeah, oh, guaranteed. Yeah. And I was all that time too. Whenever I let Peanut out, I would like sit on that that picnic table and just mm-hmm. read The Hobbit. So that was really yeah. cool. So I got like a hundred pages deep, just letting your dog out. Nice. I read The Hobbit when I was in like seventh grade. So uh, well, it's as far as my up. reading level can go. So <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm trying my best. Okay. No. Yeah, I, I, I got you. <laughs> uh, so what'd you watch? Uh, so we started out with Boy, Taika Waititi mm-hmm. movie. Very, very good. I love, I love that man and just everything that he does. And you can't say any anything else. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, I watched <laughs> Butt Boy following up after Boy, the sequel Ooh. to Boy, of course. <laughs> it is... <laughs> Spiritual sequel. Of course. And uh, God, that movie. I'm so glad it was made, but man, was it wild. Oh, yeah. It was a miracle that movie got made. It, Obviously it not really a sequel a to miracle. Boy. But, yeah. um, the the best part about it is how high quality it is for oh, such yeah. a r- crazy concept. It's just like a YouTube idea that I mean it, I think it was, wasn't it? Like it was I'm not sure. I don't I don't know the the history behind it, but it was it was like originally a sketch or something like that and then it became like a full-fledged thing. Yeah. Uh, like an hour and a half long movie. About bel- this cop chasing a man who can just insert a whole universe in his ass. Yes. I believe the trailer was one of my plugs in an episode yes. last year. Yes. And then I have since watched it three times. Uh, <laughs> as, as one should. Because it is great. It is just wonderful. It is so stupid. It's 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 yeah. great. <laughs> and then I and then I fucked up by not watching a third movie that had the title Boy in it. Uh, that's my own fault, but I uh, will get over myself eventually, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, Caroline. I watched that. It was great, actually. Coraline. Uh, Cor- that's what I said. Coraline. I know yeah. I said Caroline, but whatever. 
Coraline. <laughs> Uh, and that was a great movie. I actually kind of want to read the book now because a lot of people were like going crazy like on Reddit and everything because I, I looked up a lot of movie details and how like in-depth a lot of stuff was and how much like uh, crazier like the book is. But that's yeah. what a lot of people say. They're always like, the book's better. It's like... People always say that though. Yeah. But so I, I do want to read that and give it a try. And I just yeah. read uh, that author's one of the other uh, like he just made another not made but American Gods. So that was like mm-hmm. from the same author. So uh, then I watched Let Me In. That was a uh, basically a, a American was it American remake? American, yeah, American remake of a, the Swedish film uh, Let, Let the, the Right One In. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, which that that was good. It was really crazy. Uh, a little, a couple of the special effects are a little dated now, but I mean, regardless, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz will yeah. fucking murder you <laughs> in whatever movie she's most likely in. So be careful. If I remember correctly, they were kind of they weren't bad, but they're kind of cheesy because I saw it in theaters, so yeah. they're cheesy for the time as well. Uh, but that movie was also not expecting to do that much because it it was R-rated and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they cut corners on stuff like that. But yeah. it's still a great movie regardless. Absolutely. And then I watched The King of Comedy, which is like one of the only few films left that I haven't watched of Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, inspiration from The Joker. Or t- The Joker had was very inspired by this movie, you could see. Yeah. See, all, all the non-Scorsese fans, they're just, mm-hmm. oh, Joker just looks like Taxi Driver. Like, there is a movie that Scorsese made called King of Comedy. Yeah. Like, it's pretty it's, much, it's this. <laughs> yeah, it's that. Like, every, I, I could tell, like, who knew their stuff just by who would say Taxi Driver versus King of Comedy. King mm-hmm. of Comedy is my favorite Scorsese movie. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. Um, I think I, I obviously, I probably watched this way too late in my movie career so if i watched this a while ago i would have probably loved it a lot more um and it's crazy about the joker too that they got robert de niro so it was basically like this is like full inspiration from that it's like he even got the dude to play the the um the whole oh my god the tonight host Mm -hmm. um after that i watched hero with jet lee dear god was that movie beautiful was that your first time watching it I I think so. I remember watching <sighs> videos about the movie, but I've never watched the movie specifically. Legitimately, Hero in theaters is in my top ten movie experiences of all time. I can imagine the sound design, the colors projected on the big screen was absolutely breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, my dad, and I think Colin, my friend Colin, went to see it. Uh, if it wasn't Colin, it was my friend Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we all absolutely loved it. It was such a great film. Yeah, it, that's, it still is a great film because it's still around. But. It really is. It, yeah, I gave that a solid five because yeah. holy crap, uh, this is like the. And I'm not. This is not talking bad about. It. This is like the Marvel movies before, like they were Marvel or like before Marvel became a thing because they. It's just so supernatural the way they did it. It's like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon too, like where they just kind of fly everywhere and everything. But, like, the cool thing about these stories is that they're always told from a story perspective. So it's, like, these things happened, like, in somebody's, like, like view. So it's not these actual things weren't actually done, like, them flying across. <laughs> it's yeah. just how crazy the fights were. And so, like, this is the, the supernatural, like, uh, way of fightings and stuff like that and mm-hmm. the dreams and, like, hell. 
the tails. They're the tall tails, and this is how they depict them. It was really cool. The colors, yeah. dear God. And just, you know, the choreography and everything. It was so good. It's so good. I remember saying that I was going to blow past these, but I can't, <laughs> I can't not talk about it. Now you're things. reminiscing. Yeah. It was such a good week. Like, I picked solid movies. Yeah, you did. I was jealous. Um, the one after that I watched was Wally, which is like one of the few Pixar's before like 2013 that I've never watched. Mm-hmm. Um, dear God, I love Wally and Eve. They're so cute. Mm-hmm. And you can't change my mind on anything else. I wish there was another. I wish the only problem that I had with it was I wish it was half an hour longer. Yeah, that was it. Uh, then after that, I watched Sweeney Todd, which is a little musical that I've been waiting to get around to. And it, it was good. It was probably one of the better ones that I've watched. Not that mm-hmm. I've watched too many. Uh, after that, I watched Fatherhood, uh, which honestly, my mind is blanking super hard. Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, well, that's why, sadly. No, it's like, it was actually pretty good. It was better than I was expecting with Kevin. Um, is that a movie or a documentary? It's it's a movie. Um, okay. It's yeah. It's it's not bad in any way. I I like Kevin doing drama more than I like him in comedies, and it has to be the right character in comedy. Like I yeah. feel like he's strong in Jumanji because mm-hmm. he's playing other people. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Jumanji too when he plays Danny Glover, uh, like a Danny Glover version of himself. It's yeah. it's really this funny. Is, this is also like the point in his career for me where like I think he would do better just doing serious like adam yeah. sandler or jim Carrey. i think well, he'd be doing better just doing serious stuff now he's in the american remake of the untouchables the french film we we uh, talked yeah. about um and i mean that's still a comedy but i would say it's more drama than it is comedy yeah um and so i i, I i'm really just curious to see if the bad reviews of that are just because it's not the french original Maybe. I mean, yeah. I, I I do want to see him continuing forward doing more yeah. uh, dramatic films because he's he's great and he could be great if he does more of them, I think. Uh, but after that, I watched Luca, which was uh, underwhelming, in my opinion, for a Pixar movie. Pixar movies in general are getting bad. I, I remember yeah. uh, I saw somewhere in a post that it, it had a it was a headline that said, um, where when did Pixar movies start becoming subpar? Mm-hmm. And then someone responded to that uh, since you were no longer ten. It was like I saw Toy no. Story three when I was twenty one, and I loved watched it. Coco in theaters, and it was yeah, one of the Coco's. Been, it's not a ten. It, it's it, like for any other animated movie, uh, animated studio, I would one hundred percent agree with that sentiment. But Pixar has had a way of um, transcending age for mm-hmm. its films, and uh, lately. Uh, like Soul, I feel like is is overrated. I, I think yeah, I still well, have to watch Soul. I'm glad a lot of people do like Soul, but mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was kind of their weakest film, probably since the last Cars sequel. Yeah. Um, and uh, Onward was pretty good, but it still wasn't like mind blowing like mm-hmm. like Coco was or or anything. Uh, so but yeah, is, I, I haven't mean, seen Luca yet, so I can't speak on that. But. Obviously, it looked good. That's, yeah. Every Pixar movie looks good, but I mean, there's just with with the plot, it just generally wasn't all captivating or anything yeah. like that. Uh, Italy looked fantastic. Like I said, looks good story. Mm-hmm. You didn't like captivate. Nothing like Coco did, at least. Yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, that's that's it. The way back yeah. was my last one. Yeah, yeah, we really sped right through. Yeah, I really did not mean to do uh, that. So I, uh, I watched. Um, let's see, one, 
two, three, four, five movies and four TV shows oh. uh, in, in the past two weeks. Uh, of course, I started uh, the... I started and ended the past two weeks with uh, rewatching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in its entirety. Holy um, crap. <laughs> because it's such a good show. And I mean, I, I watched it while working, so yeah. it's it's not like I was focusing on it the whole time. Okay. But, uh, you know, I, I love that show. I be, Even before these past two weeks, I had seen every episode. Um, it's just a great show. It still holds up. Definitely, you know, the thing I like about it, and I think a lot of people – uh, probably give it crap for its older seasons, and rightfully so. They weren't exactly like the kindest PC show. Yeah, and, and, but like the, it got to the uh, point where they started, or they like stopped saying the R word. To in one episode, they have a uh, a clip show episode where they bleep out the R word, but not the word fuck. Nice. Uh, so you, it just you could see like even though their characters get worse and worse as time goes on, you could see how the writers got more mature as time went on. Which it's it's really cool to see how they made their show their characters be worse, but without you know punching down at at uh, minorities and mm-hmm. um, you know uh, oppressed people. So I, I thought that was really cool. You know, I'm probably overthinking it, but it was just really cool to see, uh, in those two weeks. Then I watched the second season of the greatest show ever made. (laughs) I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Yeah. I have to get on that. It is fucking hilarious. Oh my God. (laughs) It's hard to make me laugh my ass off at, at eight in the morning. This show did that. Uh, and so then I, after I watched it the first time, I rewatched the first season and then rewatched the second season. <laughs> That's, I told you we were going to do that, too. Yeah. I mean, they're real short. They're, oh, yeah. They're like 20 they're, minutes. It's, not even. They're, they're 15 to 17 minutes, and they're each season's only six episodes. So you can watch the entire thing in less than half, each season in less than half an hour, mm-hmm. uh, both seasons in only three hours. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. Um, then I watched, uh, oh, I finished watching Mayor of Easttown. Uh, it kind of has a lackluster ending, in my opinion. Yeah, it's still really good. I really, I really liked it. It was uh, cool to see Pennsylvania in all of its bleakness. <laughs> um, but I feel like the mystery itself is kind of just rushed, and it's more of a character study, which is fine. But That's I was kind of hoping when you murder the dirter, <laughs> murder the dirter. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I was hoping for more of a uh, intense mystery than just a character study. But it's still really good. Mm-hmm. Um, then I watched Werewolves Within. Uh, we we did a trailer reaction to that movie. It's got Sam Richardson, who is also in I Think You Should Leave with, with Tim Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, Milana Vitrube, Vintrube, uh, the AT&T girl, who is also a comedian. She's a really funny comedian. Um, but most people know her as the AT&T girl. Yeah. And, and she directs a lot of stuff too. She does direct stuff. Uh, I I don't know her exact filmography right now, but well, a she, lot of them are the funny enough AT and T commercials. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the um, actually Werewolves Within was uh, directed by Josh Rubin of College Humor fame. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that he was a, a director, so that was cool to see. Um, but yeah, it's a really funny horror comedy uh, that doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, yeah, I think. If anything, the ending feels rushed, and mm-hmm. it kind of relies on tropes at the end. But 
it's it's you know it's a fun time. I, I do suggest people see that. Then I rewatched Bo Burnham Inside. That's my third viewing of it. It's so um, good, man. It is so good. And Caitlin hadn't seen it, so I, I made her watch it. Yeah, well, she needs and she, to. Yeah, she enjoyed it as well. Heck yeah. Then I watched Career Opportunities, which you watched a few weeks ago with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer uh, Connelly. I did not like it at all. I don't blame I, you. <laughs> I thought it it had moments. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's what I said, too. Yeah, it had some really funny moments, but they were so few and far between, and it ended up being, like, the longest 88 minutes of my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's there's not enough there for a full film. Yeah. Uh, and, but it is, it is, it is what it is. And, um, the, and the big payoff is just Jennifer Connelly on a little pony. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, then I watched a, uh, I guess, uh, a uh, docu-series, uh, true crime docuseries because you know I'm, I'm obsessed with those mm-hmm. uh, uh, and also I'm obsessed with Ireland which is this one takes place in Ireland uh, Sophie a murder in West Cork um, and this one is kind of infuriating oh yeah what happened yeah. Uh, well let's just say the first episode is the strongest episode in my opinion uh, because it tells you exactly what happened and then ends on a cliffhanger where one of the people that they've been interviewing, who you don't suspect it to be at all, is the primary suspect. And you're just like, holy shit. Uh, and then um, it kind of just like repeats itself for two episodes. Yeah. And it's frustrating because the person it ends up being, which it's still it's still technically an unsolved crime in Ireland, but Ireland has very specific laws kind of like america but because america is run slightly different it doesn't always turn out this way where they needed like evidence without any threat of uh, shred of doubt and Mm -hmm. everything which is how america is but like this one was just like the dude was just like bragging about it to people or like confessing it because he did feel bad about it but like yeah it, it was just it was so frustrating, and then they they couldn't uh, charge him because there wasn't really any evidence, even though he was just telling people he did it and walking around telling people he did it. Yeah, yeah, and and he wasn't bragging about it. I, I shouldn't have used that word. He was just like saying he felt bad about it and everything. It's just yeah. it's it's a, it's a really weird thing. It's a very interesting docu series. I, I suggest people watch it, but it was just frustrating, mm-hmm. just being like. This man's saying he did. Yeah, and he's still walking around West Cork. Yep. Uh, then I watched Zola, uh, A24 film, the only reason I went to go see it, with uh, Taylor Page and Riley Keough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a 60-second review on our YouTube channel, so you can check that out. And then I watched The Way Back. We are, oh, that's the longest we've ever taken it's the on. Ever, that's <laughs> the longest, yeah. Yeah. I, so, I, forgot, uh, I forgot one that I watched, <laughs> that I literally oh. watched yesterday. Oh, what, what was that? Just say it real quick. It was, it was Resident Evil Infinite Darkness on Netflix. It was okay. only four episodes, gotcha. and that made me sad. Yeah, Sounds like it'd be sad. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think we should just skip news for this week. I don't know if you have I anything, actually don't even have any, so it's yeah, perfect me for me. So let's get into The Way Back. Perfect. They'll never find us like this. 
protection. We can barely feed ourselves. All right. <clears throat> the Wayback. Siberian gulag escapees travel 4,000 miles by foot to freedom in India. Directed mm-hmm. by Peter Weir. It stars uh, Jim, is it Sturgis? Sturgis. Sur- Sturgis, Ed, Ed uh, Jesus, Eddie Harris, Colin Farrell. And how do you say her name? I don't, I've never been able to say her first name. Right? Sersha. Sersha? Yeah. I, I always say Sorsi. Yeah, Thorth. that's what, real Thorthy. That's what I did until I learned a little bit of Irish yeah. spelling. And mm-hmm. Mark Strong's in there as well. Mark Strong is in there for a hot minute. Goof, uh, Gustav Skarsgård, mm-hmm. who I just didn't recognize at first, and then I did recognize him. Uh, yeah, he's in it. Uh, this uh, was and uh, what? 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 Continue. <laughs> Continue. Uh, Alexand- Alexandru uh, Podoshin, Podoshin as Thomas and uh, Dragos Bukur. Yeah. Well, that's the rest of the people in the main, like, uh, six people that there are. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah I picked this movie. It's kind of just been chilling there on Netflix, or not Netflix, Amazon there for a while. I'm like, eh, I should watch this. Eh, I should watch this. Yeah. Yeah, I should watch this. There's, like, a couple of other things that are just sitting there. Um, so I decided, as a platform that we have here, we should do it. And Indeed. here we are. Yes. Um, that is how this podcast works. Gloriously. <laughs> so... Without even knowing, this was actually, and Peter Weir has done a lot of stuff that I liked in the past. Yeah, um, same here. Uh, this was actually his last movie that he's done, as, as at least as far as directing goes. Uh, yeah, he he's still alive, just yeah. in, in case people were worried. Uh, but he's also the kind of director that has uh, made things few and far between. Mm-hmm. Before this, uh, he had a... Uh, a short film collection, which I'm sure all those films were made before the year they were released. Yeah. And then in 2003, seven years before the way back, he had Master and Commander, Far Side of the World, which almost got picked on uh, a roulette week for yeah. us. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's kind of, um, you know, he takes his time with films, which, I you know, more power to him. Absolutely. Uh, I, I honestly would prefer that instead of people like... I like Steven Sondheim, but he releases like one to two movies every year, and I'm just like, calm Jesus, down, dude. How do you how do you function? Exactly. Um, uh, but but yeah, there was no real like reason for this. It's kind of just been a movie that's been sitting there. I'm like, you yeah. know what? Maybe maybe we should hop on that. And it's, it's also a, a, a movie nice that little... I've almost watched like five times. Yeah, it's got a nice uh, and, little crew of people too. So why yeah. not? Um, the, the the thing that I hate about this movie so far is just the poster for it. It's a bad poster. It's a bad yeah. poster. It just looks like a family trip yeah. gone wrong, if any. Yeah, really. <laughs> and Colin Farrell's not even in like the biome that he's supposed to be in in the poster. Yeah, he's he. he I just re- I just noticed that. Yeah, and <laughs> in, in the poster he's in the desert, but he leaves before they even leave Russia, which yeah. is, I mean, you can count Siberia as a desert, but it's a cold desert. Yeah. He's he's straight up in the Sahara in this one. <laughs> yeah, he's like literally this just a sand dune behind him. He's like, wow, that's a bright sand dune. That's, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Other than that, I I didn't have any expectations for this movie either. Me neither. Um. I don't know how to start off with this. Uh, I think the best way to start off is at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> <gasps> Just like the journey we're about to embark yes, on. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, this the, the thing I really appreciate about this film is that it's not like your average film where all these foreign people just speak English. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. It starts off with them speaking Russian because they are dealing with Russian officers. And then 
they continue to speak Russian until they meet people who are not Russian but from a different country. Like uh, Ed Harris is American. Mm-hmm. Jim Sturgis is Polish. Uh, Ed, uh, I already said Ed Harris. Colin Farrell is Russian. He's Russian. Uh, so then they speak English together because throughout the world, English is the 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 um, the easiest tongue. To, it, there's a word not, for it. It's not the easiest, but it's it's the the most common most second universal. language. Most common second language throughout the world, I believe. I could be wrong about that. Um, it may be Mandarin or Spanish, but it, it's it's up there where like people in Europe, like German people go to fr- uh, France and if they don't speak French, they're like, oh, speak English, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Europeans are smarter than us and probably know like four languages. Absolutely. So, <laughs> well, it's because um, we know the easiest language. It's hard to learn after that. <laughs> um, easy, it's, uh, it's debatable whether or not it's easiest, but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, um, they they even say it's like a league of uh fuck what do they even what do they league say league of nations a league of nations which at is one point. which is what the uh, the nations that got together to punish Germany I believe were called mm-hmm. in World War One they were called the League of Nations so it was kind of a nod to that yeah. but yeah I just really appreciated that it wasn't just English right off the bat like there was a reason for them to all be speaking English rather than just them and then when when people of a similar nationality got together they spoke that tongue like there's some polish in there mm-hmm. there's uh actually i think it's just polish because i think the other guy is like belarusian or something like that i, I don't know exactly but it, it, i just liked that they didn't just do uh like just like uh, knowing right off the bat yeah that- like child 44 a tom hardy movie that came out about a serial killer in the soviet union uh Everyone in that is Russian, but they speak English with a Russian accent. And nice. That that's just kind of uh, it's goofy. I get why they do that because unfortunately it is more marketable that way. But mm-hmm. it's just it's silly. And this this had a, a reason for it. Um, but in in my opinion, I feel like this was slow in the wrong places and too quick in the right place or in the wrong places. Whereas like the places that they should have taken their time to breathe and let things happen Mm -hmm. were like really rushed. And then scenes where they're just walking all over the place, which should have been in like a a little montage were stretched out forever. I feel like, um, so it's really weird pacing wise. Um, cause there's parts where, where like 20 minutes go by real fast and then the next 10 take forever to get, yeah, <laughs> get especially through. when it's like a, a two hour and 13 minute movie. Yeah. Uh, like w- just leaving Russia, it was an hour. And I honestly, I thought after that, I was like, wow, is the movie ending already? But no, they had like another hour and a half to go. It's like, yeah, oh, cause they had, to get through, they had to get through Mongolia and, yep. uh, uh Tibet. So Tibet and, then and to India. India. I was like, Jesus, oh man, that was that was fast. Oh dear Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and like that knowing that how many places are in between the the, the start and the end, I yeah. was like, oh. Uh yeah, it it definitely paced itself a little little goofy in certain spots. Mm-hmm. Um and like the desert the desert made sense because, you know, it's a long desert. You're just dry, you don't have food, so it's kinda like straps you in for like yeah. that long haul of just you feel bad when you take a sip of water or something like that because these guys are dying to death. <laughs> yeah, dying to um, death. <laughs> uh, so like that's that's one of the things that I kind of liked about this is like 
if you are like sitting there eating or anything, it kind of like made you feel bad in a way. Not like genuinely yeah. like oh, it, it did man, a good I job to at give showing, them my food. But. Yeah, it did a good job at showing their struggle. Yeah, and um, even like a solid solid job to like the makeup departments for like making these guys look fucking yeah. terrible. It made me jealous because I made a movie like a sur- survival esque movie mm-hmm. lately, and obviously. We didn't have the budget for really good makeup. We did the best we could with what we had, but like I was like, I wish we had that. Like, yeah, I really like the attention to detail that instead yeah. of just making Ed Eddie Harris's like head fully red, he had like a, a tan line or like a burn line from when he was wearing the hat so much. Yeah. So I thought that was like I, th- I thought they would have like accidentally done that or something, but they they no they did it. And I was yeah. proud of him. Like really go. good detail. Go makeup there. department, you mm-hmm. go. And then people's everybody, everybody's fat feet. Nice job. <laughs> that was gross from them walking so much and oh, yeah. sun stroked and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I got thirsty just thinking about all that. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, like like I was saying, like it's it it is it is a very long movie, and a lot of those parts could have been at least uh, shortened yeah. for for certain and, points because it is a long journey. And I. I also didn't like how a lot of the character development was done through exposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you don't really see these characters. The, the real person you see their story play out is Ed Sturgis, and he is the lead of this this movie. So it makes sense why he's the one that gets more care. Yeah. But everyone else literally just has a scene of them telling them what they did and yeah. uh, where they come from, and it, I just it just kind of felt lazy in a way. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't. I don't know if I liked it. I, it felt more realistic, like people were telling their stories. Oh, yeah, it felt it was more definitely grounded. Realistic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. And the way they did it was they had uh, her her face that I don't can't pronounce her first name. Sersha Ronan. Sersha. It's Sersha like had, inertia. Yeah, they basically had Sersha just walking around like gossiping with everybody and like telling each other stories. Yeah, so it, it was kind of well, at least Eddie Harris's. Yeah, for sure. Um. I thought the acting was really good in this. Uh, you know, we, we got a lot of big names. Uh, Jim Sturgis, Ed Harris, Colin Farrell, Saoirse Ronan, uh, uh, Gustav Skarsgård, because the Skarsgård family is the most talented family in the world. <laughs> For real. Uh, Mark Strong, obviously. A lot of great performances from people we know already. Uh, but also, in a way, the star factor kind of made it less... Um, it made you connect less because you're just like, oh, this is even though this is based on a true story, you're like, oh, yeah, I know Jim Sturgis isn't, mm-hmm. isn't dying right now. I know Colin Farrell's not dying. Uh, <laughs> Ed Harris, yeah, he's still not dead. He's he's just a badass. He who, is a badass who punched James Cameron in the face one time, and I love smart that smart man. Yes, smart man indeed. Um, but yeah, they they all deliver great performances. It's just their faces and names are so well known that you're just like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's. It'd be one thing if one character, there, there's in movies there's a good balance of how many really famous people you should have versus not famous. Yeah. And I feel like this tipped too far in the really famous uh, section, um, and, and it, it just kind of made the exposition scenes that much more unbearable because you're just like, this is good, but it's still kind of lazy. You know, they're mm. they're delivering it well, but. I feel like this could be more impactful in certain ways. And it's just more than anything. It's just a frustrating movie because it could have been like amazing, but it's just okay in, in the long run. Yeah. I think it, it could have been in this was, this was like the biggest factor for me. It could have been solid if it was a minute 45, 
easy. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I think I agree with that. Or not a minute, for hour 45. Yeah, I, uh, I knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah, if it, it was just a trailer, I'm, I'm good. That's it. That's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, just that alone. I love Ed Harris. I honestly, I just love almost anything he's in. Yeah. So I thought he was great. Colin Farrell's character was like a little childish, but you get the story for him. He's just been like a he, prisoner and a thief the whole time. Yeah, he played it really well. Yeah, but he, was, yeah he was good. He's definitely like in, at the end of his character's arc. Mm-hmm. you kind of feel the same way about him you did the first time, even though they try to make you like him a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and uh, to his credit, he was not as shitty during the journey as I thought he would be. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, I don't know where I was going with that, <laughs> but he, he, he did play it really well. Yeah. He left you feeling the exact same way. <laughs> yes. Which um, is, it's not his fault. That's a writing yeah. issue. Um, But honestly, I don't have too much to talk about. I think the main thing was, I mean, the acting was good, and I liked the makeup and really how it made you kind of feel uh, like you were really part of the journey, mainly because it was just long, and it felt like you were walking the 4,000 miles with these guys. Yeah. Um, And honestly, I I would stay in Tibet. I would have just stayed in Tibet. Those guys were chill as hell. Oh, yeah. Like, they were uh, just like, yo, dude, what's up? They're like, yo, you want some tea? And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> can I sleep in this pile of hay as well? They're like, yeah, yes, go for it. Yes, Chill you out. can. Uh, yeah, the the last two things I have to say is the sound design was really great. Uh, I'm sure you experienced how great surround sound is in my basement. That oh, my God. The there was so many good movies for it's, that, too. It's, it's, surround sound makes a huge difference in, in immersiveness, in my opinion. I know um, we're off topic now because oh, yeah. of this but hero just during the donnie yen fight with the water drop i thought there was a like i left a sink or something upstairs on oh, and when i was like I, oh shit and then i realized when <laughs> i watched 1917 in my basement oh i this, can imagine th- that this didn't happen in the theater it happened in my basement though mm-hmm. where i thought something was crashing through my ceiling <laughs> Like I kept looking up, and I was like, yeah. "Everything's everything's fine." Why do I keep looking up? It sounded like things were coming through. Yeah, and it, it was, was insane. I you, I love my you've setup. You definitely got a solid setup. For yeah, sure. it makes it makes every movie so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so the sound design was great. You know, in in this that sound design, you know, especially when in the blizzardy, windy scenes, yeah. I really heard it all. Uh, it, it was it was really immersive in that sense. Uh, and then the last thing I'll say is, you know, towards the end when they're going through the desert, and even in the beginning when people do die, but more people die collectively towards the end when they're in the desert, mm-hmm. is how much care they take for each character to uh, who does die. It's not just like, oh, this yeah, person died off screen. And then, but you, you see every single uh, character be comforted by their friends who they who they went on this journey with as they're passing mm-hmm. and it's it's just really beautiful it shows the humanity of you know these people who if it weren't for the Soviet Union being a giant piece of shit mm-hmm. uh, they would have never met each other and they became like cl- as close as family in a way uh, through necessity of course maybe outside they would not have gotten along but absolutely it was just really cool to see the dedication you know they even though they were all dying they took the time to bury each person it was just really beautiful i thought did uh see i just realized that i blanked on this entirely what happened to mark strong's character at all uh so uh it is hinted at but never confirmed uh although like strongly hinted at that colin farrell's character killed him and and took his coat 
Uh, Mark Strong's character was never going to go with them because he was just all talking. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no action. Um, See, but if, yeah, I, if I knew Mark Strong's character's name from the get-go, that would have made more sense. Uh, Kabarov, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so Co- Colin Farrell's character, Volka, is wearing a coat, and Jim Sturgis mm-hmm. recognizes it as uh, Mark Strong's coat. And he's, he says, isn't that Kabarov's coat? And Colin Farrell says, yes. And at first, it's just like, oh, yeah, he, I, I just took it off him. And then it, it, as the conversation goes on, he's just like, he was going to rat on us. It's kind of mm-hmm. hinted that Colin Farrell killed him. Yeah. Um, but also not 100% confirmed. That's, yeah, he took his coat and his food. So Yes, yeah, he did take the food, he, too. He yeah. definitely, definitely gave him a little stab yeah again not confirmed but probably did but it. probably <laughs> uh but yeah that's that's honestly all i've got yeah that's all i got too so the way back doesn't make it onto the kfr shelf with the likes of apostle and handmaiden glegerman button this was your choice mm-hmm. so that means you get to decide first if uh, it will be a shelf boy because it has to be unanimous of course absolutely. so if you say no there's no point in me saying it but i will still say what i think <laughs> I, th- I think it was a decent movie with a long haul of emotion and uh, sadness and uh, my feet hurt watching it and i was sitting down the whole time and uh, i wish it had a better poster yep uh, no it's not it's not sorry it's not gonna make the show but yeah other than that, i mean it was decent movie for yeah. for most purposes yeah but. it's it's a fine film it's it's just not something that i'm really gonna talk a lot about mm-hmm. uh, i might bring it up like once or twice also in the bottom and, of the poster that scene never happens where they're like look at this fucking desert yeah <laughs> well i think they're talking more about the the snow-covered hills yeah for, oh no they're all walking away from the desert uh, yeah <laughs> uh, oh yeah so i i just saw the the guy in the front and was like oh he's just looking at the mountains and it's just oh no they're all walking away from them. I don't even know who's the guy doing that. It's, I think it's Jim Sturgis's character. No, it would have been funny if it was Colin Farrell, because that never happened either. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, The Way Back does not make it on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid, and that brings us to our plugs for this week. Glenn, mm-hmm. you know the deal. You go first again. Absolutely. Uh, so, for anybody who's watched it, you've probably liked it. At least I I know I loved it. Um the Witcher is coming out with a season two in December. I don't remember the exact date. And the trailer just dropped, I believe, today. It was today. And mm. man, am I excited for the new one. Uh, everybody knows I love Henry Cavill. and A little too and, much. A little too much. And I'm okay with that. So I got to enjoy this. I might watch a Henry Cavill movie this week just to celebrate or watch The Witcher. Who knows? But regardless, my plug is going to be The Witcher season two trailer on YouTube or wherever you want to find it. So, I'm your destiny? You're much more than that, Cirilla. I need to understand some things. The world is changing. Sentra isn't safe for you anymore. What exactly is Cat Warren? The home. Finally. Cool. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> the Witcher 2 trailer. Mine, uh, you know, I kind of made a little nod 
to Lord of the Rings before with the 111st episode. You did. Uh, my plug for this week is going to be Lord of the Rings, all VFX removed, visual effects removed oh, on man. the YouTube channel uh, Fame Focus. Uh, it kind of just goes through the Lord of the Rings uh, behind the scenes with how they did certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm honest, I only watched a minute of this. I'm going to finish it later. Oh my god, I am uh, slacking. I rewatched Hobbit too, the first oh, one. Oh yeah, you did. I remember. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna finish this. But the first minute was really interesting. So that is Lord of the Rings, all VFX removed on Fame Focus. It looks you're gonna see cool behind the scenes shit, essentially. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll probably watch that for sure. I, I've been yeah. so like inversed in Lord of the Rings and Hobbit ever since I started reading the book. So I'm excited yeah. for that one. Yeah. Pretty much everybody has seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy and marvelled at the incredible scale of it all. Tremendous battles with thousands of CG agents, massive magical creatures like Treebeard, Balrog and Shelob, and of course the famous use of motion capture for the creation of Gollum. These achievements were brilliant. So brilliant that perhaps they have blinded us to the other incredible... So those are our plugs for this week. That brings us to our assignment for next week. It is... The dastardly mm-hmm. streaming roulette week. For those of you who don't know, we spin a very real physical roulette wheel with all of the movies that are currently streaming on the services we subscribe to. <laughs> Could you mm. imagine? That would be a big that, that ass would wheel. Be a, that would be a huge list. <laughs> so we spin that three times, and uh, we, out of those three, we pick the best one, and that's what is going to be our choice for next week. So, without any further ado, let's spin this wheel. First spin coming up. The Hidden Fortress It is a Japanese film, it looks like, from 1958. Uh, yeah, it's got um, Toshiro HBO Mifune. Max description. HBO Max? Yeah. Oh, I have HBO Max. So oh, give me that. But you'd have to come over. Probably because it's not really mine. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I mean, FBI agents is totally mine. Oh, hell. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, so, so do you want me to just spin it again? No, that's fine. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the Hidden Fortress. Uh, it's a Akira Kurosawa, the famed uh, Japanese director, starring uh, Toshiro Mifune. I, I don't know how to pronounce that, but he's in Seven Samurai. Uh, Misa Uehara, Minoru Shiaki. And Kamatari Fujiwara. Uh, it is about lured by gold. Two greedy peasants unknowingly escort a princess and her general across enemy lines. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, two hours, six minutes on HBO Max. That is The Hidden Fortress. That brings us to spin numero two. <gasps> the Color of Pomegranates. We're getting some artsy shit right now. I just put the color of pomegranates. <laughs> <laughs> 1969 film. 19, nice. It's on um, Criterion, it looks like. Criterion. That's it. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. rented everywhere else. Yeah, Criterion. Uh, it is directed by Sergei Parajanov. Parajanov? Porzhanov. 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 Hold on. I'm just double-checking to see if... Okay, so Hidden Fortress is also on Criterion Channel. Oh, perfect. I, I remember having seen it on Criterion Channel, so you can watch it on that as well as uh, HBO Max. Color of Pomegranates, also on Criterion Channel, uh, directed by Sergei Parajanov, uh, starring Sofiko Chiarelli, uh, Melkin Alekenya, 
or Elakayan. Oh, I don't know why I said Kenya. Elakian. Uh, Villain Galishtian and Jogi Gegachkori. <laughs> oh, boy. It is a surreal uh, bi- biopic or biopic of Armenian poet Sayat Nova depicted through non-narrative <laughs> amalgamations of images hailed as revolutionary by Mikhail Yartanov. That is definitely uh, Eastern European at the very least. So as the color of pomegranates, that is on Criterion. Both films are on Criterion so far. And that brings us to spin number three. <gasps> High and low. 1963? And that is also on Criterion Channel. Damn. What the hell? Uh, high and low. Did I IMDb it, change their page up? Like in the middle of us doing stuff? I don't know why. Because it looks completely different for me now. Oh, no. It's been that way for a while. Oh. You talking about like the... the I don't know. It's... I have it's, like a... a like a night mode box now and it's like the photos and videos are on the right and the posters on the left oh interesting uh so anyway high and low also (laughs) a japanese film on criterion (laughs) channel akira kurosawa Uh, also akira kurosawa uh also starring chiro mifune uh yutaka sada uh tatsuya nakadai and kiyoko kagawa uh, an, ex- an executive of a shoe company becomes victim of extortion when his chauffeur's son is kidnapped and held for ransom. Huh. Uh, that is two hours and 23 minutes. Color of Pomegranates is an hour and 19 minutes. And Hidden Fortress is two hours, six minutes. So we, so we got Akira Kurosawa, Sergei Parjanov, and Akira Kurosawa all on Criterion Channel. So get yourself Criterion Channel. It is great. I highly suggest people get it regardless. Um, what are you leaning I am actually leaning the Hidden Fortress on this one. I am as well. Uh, although I'll either, probably... Either, it's it's going to be that, high and low, and then colored pomegranates for me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So I we should just go with the Hidden Fortress. There it is. All right. So our assignment for next week is the Hidden Fortress on Criterion Channel. <laughs> I really cannot if you are a film buff in like old films or rare films or just like a lot of foreign films mm-hmm. I cannot recommend Criterion Channel enough. There's just some shit on there that I've never even heard of, and that is hard for me to find films I've never heard of before. Absolutely. Uh, So, yeah. Hidden Fortress on Criterion Channel. That will do it until next week when we watch that. Because that's how time works. We're going to do that. (laughs) We're going to do that. We're going to do it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone film review. YouTube, Keystone film review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch Akira Kurosawa's The Hidden Fortress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs>